Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with George Hickman, CIO at Albany Medical Center. In this segment, Hickman talks about what it was like to be a Saurian development site in the early 2000s, his thoughts on the Cerner acquisition and how it will affect users, and the conversation with a few heavy hitters that gave him some much-needed answers. Hi, George. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Kate, thanks, uh, thanks for inviting me to do so. Sure. So to give our readers and listeners some background, can you just talk a little bit about Albany Medical Center, um, you know, what you have in terms of bed size, uh, ambulatory, where you're located, things like that? Sure, I'd be glad to. Uh, Albany Medical Center is uh, located in Albany, New York, which is the capital of New York State. Uh, and uh, we, we play a unique role to this region of upstate New York. We serve as our primary catchment about 25 counties, uh, we're the only academic health sciences center in the region. We're the largest acute care hospitals right now, uh, standing somewhere between 750 and 800 beds, given that number keeps changing. We keep opening beds. Uh, yeah. We're the area's only level one trauma center and one of the busiest trauma centers uh, in New York State. Uh, we, you know, we have a helicopter transport. We're the region's only children's hospital. Uh, we have the, the region's only level four NICU, the only PICU, uh, the only children's cancer center, uh, and the uh, region's only pediatric trained general surgeons, heart surgeons, and neurosurgeons. Uh, we have an organ transplant program. Uh, we are a state-designated AIDS treatment center, and we like to refer to ourselves as the hospital to other hospitals. We transfer uh, I'd say our transfer rate, if I recall, between 2004 and 2014 from other hospital providers to us has grown more than 200% in that span. Um, so, so I'd just say, in short, we, you know, we are kind of the, uh, the quaternary, tertiary and quaternary services provider uh, for 25 counties of uh, New York State. All right, and now um, you have, uh, as part of that, you also have the, the medical college and a physician's group? That's true. Um, Albany Medical Center uh, has two hospital campuses, and, but then as to uh, geographic dispersion, uh, I know we're now over 41 geographic sites. Our sites span from Glens Falls uh, to the north of us, uh, down to uh, Kingston, New York, uh, all along what we would call the I-87 corridor. So, so structurally, you're correct. We, we do in include uh, inside of our organization uh, a medical college. That medical college grants around, I want to say, between 125 and 130 MD degrees a year plus masters and PhDs in the life sciences as well as uh, supporting some other allied health professional uh, degree programs. The college includes then a faculty practice while we are, I'll call it an open um, medical staff, meaning we have community physicians practicing here who are not faculty members. All of our employed physicians uh, which that number now is probably in the 350 to 400 physician range. All the employed physicians are faculty members who have both teaching and research responsibilities. Okay. Okay. So in the hospital, as far as the clinical application environment, what type of EHR system are you using? 
Well, the electronic health record kind of centerpiece on the hospital side would be the Cerner Sorian suite, formerly the Siemens Sorian suite. Um, and in fact, we have many things of the uh, Sorian family, uh, including the financials and electronic document management, all of the pharmacy closed loop uh, solutions, and uh, and we still reside on a, a Siemens Singo a radiology management solution as well. So we're well populated uh, with with Cerner electronic health record capabilities, highly integrated uh, with a host of other vendor products in all of the various ancillary areas. And we do serve as one of Cerner's Sorian, uh, I'll use the category national reference account because that's what folks used to call it. Uh, but we do a lot of site visit uh, activity here as well as a lot of conference calls and such, given uh, our deployment has been a very rich one with regards to Sorian. Uh, on the ambulatory side, the electronic health record is the Allscripts TouchWork solution suite. Similarly, it's highly integrated uh, with all of the uh, necessary components uh, from the ancillary space. And, uh, and I'd say similarly, we, we do uh, position well in terms of what we've been able to do from a capability standpoint with TouchWorks. Okay. And how long has, uh, well, I guess it would be Sorian that you put into place. How long ago has that been? Sorian, we, we start, yeah, you're right. We started with that first. In fact, I'll, I'll offer a little history. When I showed up here at the very end of 2003, um, the organization had signed on to be a Sorian uh, development site. Uh, so that's how far back that relationship goes. Right. Uh, there were a lot of, of uh, fits and starts in the early days. Uh, as is usually the case when you're trying to do something brand new. Uh, but we brought up the first module of Sorian in 2005. So um, we have continued to bring up, as you know, these EHRs are modular solutions, so we continue to bring up various of the applications across time since then. Uh, but we repose patient records as far back as, uh, I want to say, 2003 in some cases. Uh, electronically, and uh, today we're residing on, you know, a couple million uh, patients' electronic uh, health records. Um, if you consider that our population catchment for the 25 regions we serve is 3 million people, I'm, I'm saying, in other words, that two-thirds of the people that in our, are in our region, we have electronic health records on here at the medical center. Right. Now, as far as uh, when uh, when the merger happened or was first announced with, with Cerner and Sorian, um, is that something that's going to be a, a significant change for you, as, or as uh, you know, just as far as um, changing the systems or updating, or what do you foresee there? Well, not just yet. Um, mm -hmm. Your your question is a good one, Kate, because I, I believe for for some folks who reside on legacy Siemens application suites, um, I believe that uh, it would be fair to assume that uh, they may need to see changes in time. For instance, um, some smaller organizations still run a product called MedSeries 4. Uh, there are some larger other customers who are still running their legacy mainframe application suite that's referred to as Envision. Uh, and in those cases, um, as I understand it, 
development will not continue at the same pace. They'll continue supporting those suites for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but without development, sort of tells you the tale of, of needing to go do something else because the world is changing. We all need to have things done differently right. uh, with those particular kinds of applications. Sorian is intended to have a, a much longer destiny. And in fact, uh, Cerner has laid out product-by-product product roadmaps so that uh, as a customer, you know, we, we are informed as to what products they'll continue developing. Uh, and in fact, in some cases, if they have two products, which one they may have a bias toward in development, right. um, and then which products they're going to slow things with. Uh, and in the case of Soren, uh, we've heard it spoken many times over that there's a, a, a direction there and an investment pattern that's going to continue for at least 10 years. I think that's a very important position for Cerner to have taken. Yeah. Uh, if you consider that many organizations are fairly new in their implementations, and by new I'd say you know less than five years old, um, that means they're also carrying probably a material asset value on the balance sheet and need to be able to see that value advantaged over its useful life. Um, so on accounting terms, that means you want to be able to see it all play out and not to have a P&L write down. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and so I think, I, I think Cerner did the right thing for the Siemens Sorian customers when they did the pickup. I'll also offer to you that um, just shortly after the transaction closed, I want to say uh, in the span of a week, uh, Dick Flanagan, uh, John Glasser, uh, and Mike Long, in fact, I'll throw in one more, Kent Gale from class, all came for a visit, uh, mm-hmm. sat in with my senior management team, but also uh, we had them sit in and do a bit of a roundtable presentation discussion with our board's uh, technology committee. We invited finance committee members and full board members, and we had a very good showing because people were very curious about what this that we had made in the yeah. former Siemens organization suite. And the uh, I think the the general feeling walking out of the room uh, by our senior management team was that this is a very good thing for us. Mm-hmm. We were working with a company that was uh, under international ownership, and the HIT piece of that company uh, was a very, very small piece of its business and perhaps one that it wouldn't emphasize. And since they put it up for sale, uh, we all worried about who that might be that would come along and buy it, and the choice was a good one because Cerner, uh, of course, its its you know very origins, it was always about being an HIT company. Right. Uh, a U.S.-based uh, company here in the heartland of, uh, of uh, Kansas, and, uh, and the principles all came from uh, the understandings of how to run a healthcare IT company uh, right. and do it very successfully here. So uh, we, were, we were glad to see that it was Cerner that made the acquisition, and, and I will say also that their leadership has uh, very much engaged here and have uh, likewise been very good to engage me uh, and others in, um, in what we consider a very important directional conversations. Right. And, and now when that, those executives from, from Cerner, Siemens, and, um, and even Kent Gale showed up for the roundtable, 
um, because you had had this this relationship for a while, I, I would imagine it was something where you weren't shying away from, you know, voicing the concerns and kind of maybe felt that level of comfort being a, a longtime customer. They they gave us an early preview of the intended roadmap, mm-hmm. uh, which I I believe offered some comfort. Yeah. But you're correct. Uh, there were some direct questions as to destiny and intention from uh, our senior executives. Um, additionally, um, I had invited Kent to come in uh, to talk about his perspective of what's happening in the HIT market on the whole. Yeah. Uh, he he called out um, his views as to as to where he thinks things are going, and, and I won't speak for him. Uh, you certainly can can have that conversation separately, but where things are going on the whole in the HIT marketplace. And, and there was a bit of, um, I'd just say, boardroom confidential uh, point and counterpoint that went on uh, yeah. between Kent and, and Dick, which added a remarkable feeling of authenticity to the conversation. Um, yeah, sure. So all, all told, it, it was a good feeling coming out of the room. Right. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, Visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.